Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Great to have your company this Sunday afternoon. That open line number one three hundred zero one eleven seventy, and the text line oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Julian King in the chair. We were talking about the North Sydney Bears before the break, and when you mentioned the Mighty Bears, what name springs to mind? Uh, hey boys, John Gray from North's English International then went to Manly. A lot of them went to Manly. A lot of them went to Manly. He was the first round the corner kicker, I think, from memory. John Gray. You could correct me on that. Oh four. Five seven seven three six seven three six in the shield. New South Wales require four hundred and seven to win after Victoria declared their second innings at five for two forty eight. And in the WBBL, they're in all sorts of trouble now. The Hobart Hurricanes five for eighteen, five for eighteen in the seventh over, up against the Perth Scorchers. That match at the Wacker Ground. Well, in a blow for Australian cricket and a blow for the future of one of this country's brightest batting prospects. Young Victorian Will Pekofsky was this week ruled out of the first Ashes test due to ongoing concussion concerns. Now, Pekofsky suffered his 10th concussion, 10th concussion, and the alarming thing is only 23 years of age. The injury occurred last month at training. He since missed Victoria's two Shield games. The best-case scenario, we think, is a return mid-Ashes series, but that, of course, is all dependent on his recovery. Now, Dr Peter Bruckner was the Australian team's full-time doctor from 2012 to 2017. He's also worked at the Melbourne and Collingwood Football Clubs as well as Liverpool in the English Premier League. He's now a professor of sports medicine at La Trobe University and he's very kindly given up some of his time this Sunday afternoon. Peter, thanks for joining us. Pleasure, Julian. Will Pekofsky's 10th concussion. He's only 23. <laughs> uh, maybe we're speculating. How far down the road is he with regards to his playing future? Yeah, look, it's... Uh, I mean, I, I can't really comment too much on the individual case, but... Uh, um, but generally, I mean, obviously it's a concern when you have a 10, uh, 10 concussions at such a, such a young age. Um, I know that uh, what I do know about, about Will is that he's getting uh, the best of, of medical advice and, uh, from the concussion experts uh, around, the, uh, around the country. Um, and uh, they're being very conservative with his, uh, with his management. And so that's why they're taking the extra time to, uh, to get him back. Um, unfortunately, you know, there are some people who uh, uh, seem to be more prone to getting concussed when they get a whack on the head. Now, every batsman gets uh, the occasional whack on the helmet. Uh, I think that's part of the, uh, part of the, mm. the go, particularly of an opening batsman. Um, uh, but certainly not all of them uh, get concussed. And, uh, and Will's had a, had a, a rough trot. He's, uh, he seemed to get concussed relatively easily. He's had some sort of bizarre uh, ways of getting uh, getting concussed. I think falling over the field or things like that. So he's obviously got a uh, got a tendency, which may well be a, an inherited ten- tendency. We don't really understand why some people have a propensity to getting concussed and others don't. So he's obviously in that in that category. Um, at what stage do you do you start getting concerned? Well, you know, I'm sure that you know, obviously he will and his family uh, uh, are uh, are concerned. Um, 
But as I said, he, he's getting uh, the best of medical advice and the, and the best medical advice thus far has always been that he can return to uh, can return to cricket. He does seem to make a full recovery every time. Mm. Uh, he has extensive testing and, uh, and there's certainly no evidence of any uh, ongoing issues with Will. Otherwise, he would not be allowed to... Uh, to return regularly as he has. But, um, you know, I'm sure in the back of his mind, the back of his parents' mind is, you know, how many more can you, can you put up with it? And everyone's always got in the back of their mind that concern about possible long-term effects, you know, that we keep hearing about in some of the retired uh, American footballers and rugby players. I think that's a very different scenario to, uh, to what Will's going, going through. But nonetheless, you know, it's obviously of, of some mm. concern. Just on that, how concrete is the data that we currently have? Have we only scratched the surface when it comes to these long-term effects? Is it a case of getting more CTE data from you know athletes donating brains to paint a, a clearer picture? Yeah, look, this is a relatively new phenomenon, or you know, the one that we've only really uh, understood over the last uh, decade or so. Um, and uh, most of the work has been done uh, in in American football, which is obviously a very different beast to uh, to the football codes here and, and certainly to cricket. Um, and one of the theories about uh, why it's, it's prevalent in American football is the number of what we call sub-concussive episodes. So in other words, you know, bangs to the head that don't actually uh, manifest as a concussion, but uh, potentially accumulate. And there are literally hundreds of those during a season. Uh, every player would have hundreds of those in a season. Of, uh, of American football. So that may be a different scenario to, uh, to someone like uh, Pachowski, who's having, you know, specific concussive episodes, but uh, not, not having those regular sub-concussive episodes. So we've got a lot to learn in that, in that regard. And uh, we haven't, uh, we're not aware of, uh, of any um, retired cricketers who've had this, uh, have had this issue. Um, but uh, that's not, not to say that they're not there, but they certainly haven't come to the uh, come to the surface as yet. The other thing that's different nowadays, to you know, to I mean, obviously we're seeing the results in these retired players of, of uh, damage that was done, you know, 30 or 40 years ago when they were playing. And in those days, you know, we we uh, we didn't have we didn't treat concussion with the respect that we treat it with now. I mean, in those days, you know, the the general sort of medical opinion was that. Uh, concussion was a fully reversible um, uh, issue and, and there were no sort of long-term consequences. Well, obviously that's, that's you know, been, uh, uh, that's in significant doubt now, that, that theory. So, um, uh, but, you know, in those days, I mean, we just basically, uh, you know, they were sometimes sent back on the field or certainly they were back playing, you know, within, within a few days and people weren't as concerned. Nowadays, obviously, uh, and the number of head knocks were, were much more. You know, there was much more sort of uh, contact to the head than there is in the various codes now. So in, in the rugby codes and in the AFL now, the head is, is, is uh, very heavily protected. The head is sacrosanct. You know, you can't really touch anyone on the head. So the amount of head trauma is less. The management of concussion is very different. They're, uh, they're immediately excluded from the game, for instance. They don't go back on the field. They have a, a you know, extended period out. Um, you know, depending on, on, you know, some codes have mandatory exclusions and so on. But so what we don't know is whether those sort of, uh, you know, the way we're treating concussion now is going to prevent the problems occurring in, in 20 or 30 years' mm. time. And unfortunately, we're not going to find that out in, in the long term. So what we can do is, is do everything we can to, uh, you know, to, to manage them uh, conservatively and, and carefully and, and hopefully prevent those long-term uh, problems uh, occurring.
Hey, thankfully, we've seen cricket introduce the, the concussion substitute, which first took effect with Steve Smith at, at Lords, and, and in fact, this game, the Shield game, John Holland, I, I think, was subbed out yep. uh, after concussion. Yeah. Uh, on cricket, you mentioned sub-concussive episodes. Presumably, that doesn't have it happen to the same degree in cricket that it does in football because it's not a, a contact sport. But what protection, if any, does a helmet offer against a, a five-and-a-half-ounce missile? Well, the, the helmet is very good at preventing serious head injury. You know, so it, it prevents, uh, you know, fractured skulls and, and, and bleeding as a result of, uh, of that, which can be potentially uh, very dangerous. So that's what helmets are good for, whether it be in, the, uh, in American football or in, uh, or in, or in cricket uh, or in motor racing or so on. The helmets are designed to do that. They are not designed to prevent concussion because a concussion is a rotatory sort of uh, force. So uh, a helmet doesn't really uh, offer any protection against, uh, against concussion. So, uh, but it is interesting. I mean, if, if you talk to the, uh, the cricketers who sort of straddle the, uh, the pre-helmet and post-helmet uh, era, um, they'll tell you that they never got hit until they started wearing a helmet. Yeah. And, um, you know, so that, there was obviously a fair bit of uh, you know, self-protection there and that you, you kept your head out of the way when it was protected like that. Now, one of the problems of wearing uh, a helmet is that it's probably, uh, you know, enabled people to take more risks to, uh, to not to sort of avoid the, uh, the ball, but to sort of play the ball in front of their eyes, so to, so to speak. And, uh, and uh, as a result, they've had more, uh, more hits to the, uh, to the helmet than, uh, than they did in the old days. Yeah. Obviously, for, you know, for, for decades, people faced very fast bowling without, uh, without a helmet. And there were very few yeah. hits on the head. You know, if you go back, uh, I'm, I'm actually old enough to remember the pre-helmet era. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, it, was, it, it didn't happen, really. No, you know, I think no. Rick McCoskey got hit on the jaw yeah. in the centenary test. But uh, otherwise, you know, I can't remember anyone really su- suffering a significant injury. So, so that's quite an interesting sort of quirk, if you like, of uh, um, uh, the way people have changed the way they, uh, they bat. Uh, as a result of, of helmets. I'm glad you mentioned that because in the aftermath of the, the Phil Hughes incident and Cricket Australia announced a review into it and, and Ian Chappell, had, I think he asked James Sutherland, does that review include batting technique? And he said, well, no. And Ian Chappell was from that era and he said, well, why not? And it goes to your point that they got hit less because in his mind, they're watching the ball more closely. Yeah, well, that may be well, may well be the case. I won't profess to be yes. an expert on the, uh, on the batting technique, but uh, you know, I, I think it's more that uh, that you know they're prepared to uh, yeah to to take on the uh, on the the, uh, the bumper and, and the ball aimed at the, at you know heading towards their, their head rather than ducking and uh, and getting out of the way. And uh, as a result, they're uh, they're tending to miss uh, to miss the ball occasionally and and, and get hit. I mean, it doesn't happen often, but uh, you know it certainly does. And as you mentioned, I mean, the concussion sub, I think, has been a fantastic uh, introduction um, because it just takes all that sort of pressure off uh, both the player and, and the medical staff as to... Because, uh, you know, previously, if you, if you rule someone, you know, if you rule a bowler out, you know, on the first day of the test match because he got hit in the head when he mm. was batting, um, you know, basically, you almost had, you know, ruined your chances of winning yeah. because you can't... Uh, the stats show that uh, in history that if you, if you lose a bowler, uh, in the first day, the first innings of a test match, you don't win. Um, so, um, so that's been a great, uh, great, you know, move. I think to uh, to introduce that that concussion sub. But it's it's interesting. It's, it's being used quite often, isn't it? I mean, I think it's probably more more often than than we anticipated, really. And uh, as you said, in this uh, current field match, uh, Victoria New South Wales, John Holland was uh, was subbed out. So, but again, he was able to be replaced with a with a like player, spin bowler for spin bowler. I think it was. And um, and you know 
that that's been good for uh, good for John and, and and good for everyone. And one more before I let you go, Doctor. You wrote in the Nine Papers about ten months ago on on this issue and on Bukowski. You said if you were a park cricketer, you'd say retire, mate. But it's his livelihood and his career. It's a tough one. What advice would you give W. Bukowski today? Oh, uh, look. You know, I I think. Um, what I would do is I would uh, give him all the facts and the knowledge that we have on concussion, and and then it's up to uh, to him and his family to make uh, to make that decision. It's certainly not, you know. I think if he were if he would continue to have symptoms, uh, I've been involved certainly with with footballers that I've advised to retire as they've had uh, persistent symptoms, you know, persistent headaches, dizziness, uh, fogginess, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, that uh, that you know hasn't sort of settled. Um, Will's a different case in that uh, you know he fully recovers in between his his concussion. So uh, so I think you know it would, you you just got to supply someone like Will with uh, with all the uh, the medical science and the medical information that we have at our disposal at the moment, and then uh, sit down with him, go through it all, and enable him to make the decision. It's a fascinating discussion, Dr. Peter Bruckner. I thank you so much for your time this Sunday. My pleasure. There he is, Peter Bruckner. The former Australian team doctor from 2012 to 2017. He's worked with the Melbourne and Collingwood Football Club, Liverpool in the Premier League, and now Professor of Sports Medicine at La Trobe University. 29 minutes to the top of the hour, the one 1170 and the text line number 0457 736 736. Bit of shield cricket after the break. And then later on this hour, very much looking forward to this, the Wallowies in Scotland, I thought, who should we talk to to have a bit of a rugby chat? Well, who better to get than the voice of rugby in this country, the great Gordon Bray. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.